Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hi. How's it going, man? I don't know, man. That was weird. It's a Monday. It's <laughs> it raining is outside. Monday. It's raining, yeah. and, and it's been a busy week, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's already busy week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We've got the uh, virtual Eucharist at Congress, or conference, excuse me, not Congress, conference coming up this, this weekend. Congress, so. Well, no, not not in the, not yet. the eyes of the church. Yeah. It's going to be a conference. <laughs> so, But, um, no, it's going to be June the 12th through the 14th. It's coming oh. Friday, and we got you know another 50, you know, 50 55 speakers, and got some great things going on with it you know jonathan rumi if you if you don't oh, know yeah. who that is the guy from the chosen that's playing jesus is a devout catholic i've actually spoken to him several times uh getting him making sure he's all lined up for everything he needs for the conference and this guy's the real deal i mean he does a holy hour on instagram and um and so in facebook and his social media platforms every day he's where really do they, where do they film that um he said end? they shot some of it in texas we hadn't gotten okay. into all that yet we're going to do some of that in the interview sections but so um, give he's, anything away, right? So right. he's he's going to be doing a live booth during our premium pass during the weekend, and we're just you know glad to bring uh, the Eucharist, a Congress about a conference about the Eucharist to people. I mean, a lot of people we're just now getting back into church, and and uh, some of us still haven't had that opportunity in places in the country and the world. So we're hoping that this is something while you can never replace the real presence of Christ, um, this is something that we hope that people can maybe take uh take time to learn more about him and a desire to grow closer to him in the eucharist so excited about that that's coming up uh you know in the middle of all the the day-to-day things that go along with that you know uh, dealing with the speakers and getting everything in and and doing live facebook things which we're doing one uh tonight with nathaniel from exodus 90 at you know 8 30 eastern so uh you know we've got one coming up tomorrow with father larry and and in the next I think it's what Wednesday we got one with John Leonetti, mm-hmm. and tomorrow we also have Matt Frad. So a lot of those things going on. It's an exciting time, and and hopefully these things bring us towards the ultimate goal in our life, sainthood. You know, we we're now on our third con, uh, conference. We've done you know the first one for men and women, and then we helped with Jason Everett's call to chastity a couple of weeks ago, and now we're focusing on the Eucharist and all these things. Everything we do in our life should should draw us into the desire to become saints. I mean that's. As, as Father Larry, who I mentioned right. a minute ago, says, either be a saint or go to hell. And that's, you know, while it seems a little drastic or a little rough, you know, if to hear somebody say, it's the truth. We have those two options. If you're a saint, you're going to heaven. To be a, to go to heaven, you have to become a saint. Right. The road, Maybe not canonized here, but like yeah. in heaven. We all need to be on the road to sanctification. Right. Yeah. And so like when I was thinking about this topic, you know, it really came from a, a funny place. And, and I hope the guys enjoy the show because it's going to be talking about a lot of stuff from the 80s and action movies and just men's kind of guys guys stuff so ladies i apologize if this isn't your thing this time around but um you know this time with my kids in the quarantine we've had a lot of time to be together and and you know when a lot of times i try to work until the early evening like everybody else and then try to give the evening to my to my kids and so you know we've been watching some superhero shows we've been going back and watching you know justice league cartoons and things that are appropriate for them but we've also gone back into some of the 80s movies and watched you know, things like the Goonies or Star Wars or a Rocky or something like that. 
And every time I watch these movies, which I've seen hundreds of times, like these cartoons they've seen, they were out when I was younger. So I've seen a lot of them and I find myself still watching them as if it's for the first time or still being drawn into them or certain things or lines that they say or points with the music or scenes in the movie where I just feel myself getting pumped up, you know, and, and feeling like, um, drawn to it, especially in the heroic moments, you know, for instance, Rocky, you know, I mean, that's a movie that has been out, what, since 1976 or something like that. And every single time it's on, no matter which one it is, the one through eight billion of them or whatever right. it is now, like if I'm flipping through the channels, I can't, and I hear that gonna fly now music or I see what it is, I have to stop. Did you bench press your coffee table while you're watching no, or something no, like that? Pumped press. up? Okay. No, but like, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, <laughs> I've seen this 8 billion times. Yeah. Like, why am I, why do I want to watch this again? Why can I not take my eyes off of it? Why do I want to watch this guy work out, you know, like lifting, you know, other people in a, in a wagon or running along a train tracks, chasing a guy on a bike or chasing the chicken around or whatever it is in that particular movie, whichever one it was on. And, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think it has something to do with the call to this heroic virtue, right? We, we as men know that we want to be, that we're called to be more, even if we don't know it here in our head, like we feel that from inside that we're called to be more, you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of men in the world that we're just, that we're not living up to our full potential of what God made us for. And we know that, I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, we know when we're living a life, a lackluster faith, or we're not, you know, we're not living life the way that we feel like we should. Uh, you know, living a life of selfishness and, and being self-absorbed in those things. But I believe that these movies, the reason that we're so attracted to them and, and certain scenes like Goonies Never Say Die, that thing, or, or you know, Star Wars, Han Solo, the, the character we are, the swashbuckling hero we all want to be that's, you know, never tell me the odds. Those type things, we all just think, man, those are cool. Like that was something cool he said. Or Clint Eastwood and his 8 billion westerns. You know, we all wanted to be that guy and I think it's because we're, we understand or at some level that we're drawn to be more than we are and that we have to be and that maybe we could replace that, that, that longing or that desire for heroic virtue into what it truly is. We desire to be saints. We desire to be that which God has made us to be. Even if we're a person who doesn't have a relationship with God or doesn't know what it means to be a man of God, we still have that innate desire. It's, it's the same thing that when you're, you're presented with a choice that one, one choice is bad and one is good. Should I steal that? Should I not? You know, should I say this to this person? Should I not? Even someone that doesn't know or have a relationship with God in most instances knows like there's a right and a wrong answer to this. And it's that thing that we like to call our conscience so much that I believe is really the voice of God in our lives. And, and that, that constant, the Holy Spirit in our lives calling us out of where we're at and, and where we might be stuck to move into something better, you know, always calling us higher, telling us to reach further and, and to run longer and to, to, to train harder, you know, to go along with the Rocky reference to be that, which we are called to be. And you're kind of talking about to train ourselves in mm-hmm. a sense, like with Rocky, the, the music, the soundtrack, and, and, you know, instead of lifting weights, we should read and study, mm-hmm. you know, develop the inner life uh, within ourselves into your life. And exterior, I think we also do the same thing where we we try to do, we, we, we go out and we do works for God, you know, mm-hmm. for others and the charity comes in that way. Uh, but, but you're getting to a point where I think every man seeks to identify people like that in stories and movies because 
we can we can kind of understand a little bit about the struggle that each hero hero has. Mm-hmm. You know, every hero has that that strong heroic virtue that you said, but they also have something that they're lacking, too. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think we're we're also sensitive to that as well. Yeah, and and the the other thing is is like a lot of these heroes they come their stories aren't always heroic in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you watch the Rocky movies; he was a leg breaker, right? He was a bouncer for the mafia. And he was a washed-up boxer and, you know, was, I think, the first scene of the first movie. He's sitting there beating a guy down on the ropes when he's already down on his knees. And, you know, and it's just, he didn't come from some place where he was just this underdog hero he wound up being in all the films. Um, you know, we all come from those places, you know, where we're broken. And I think that's what, what we aspire to. That's what's so, what calls us to these things is to say, you know, these people are regular people. They are broken people. And, and so were the saints, you know, you we've talked about so many of them before, but not all the saints, you know, came out of the womb with a Bible in their hand or a, or you know, a, a divine knowledge of of who God was calling them to be. They they had their own struggles and their own mistakes in their own lives, and they had to overcome them. And I think that's what it what is so um, appealing to us is that it's possible. You know, it just takes hard work. It takes training. I mean, you look at other ones like Rudy. I mean, that's another movie that when that comes on, if you're Catholic, like you, you can't help but watch that movie and get inspired. And here's a guy that shouldn't have made the team and he's small and, and you know, and, and the, he worked his tail off and never gave up. And, and those are all the things that we have to do to become saints, you know, because it, it's a lot easier to, to be the guy that's just going to be a leg breaker out there or the guy that just says, you know what, I'm not big enough and I'm not fast enough and I'm not strong enough and I, you know, I, I'll never make that team. And, and to tell ourselves and to convince ourselves that we, we can't be this that we've seen other people attain. But the important part on that is it's not on your own strength, right? Like yeah. Rudy always had people in the movie that was always inspiring him. Yes, he was determined. And yes, he had a goal and he had his mind set on it and he did whatever it took to get there. But he had people that encouraged him. He had people that helped him along the way. Same thing with Rocky. I mean, Rocky wouldn't be Rocky without Mick, you know, always calling out of him, calling him into more, never letting him settle for where he was and 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 always just believing in him. And that's what God is for us. I mean, the true strength to become a saint doesn't come from ourselves. It comes from the knowledge of the gifts and the in the mercies and the graces of God that he's given us to achieve that. So, you know, the thing is, we can get caught up a lot in the fact that, like, I can't be a saint. I can't live this life. It's too hard, right? But nobody ever said, like, being a man of God was easy. You know, Jesus doesn't it doesn't say that in the Bible after, you know, um, follow me. Does it say, hey, it's going to be easy? <laughs> you know? yeah. There's never a promise of that. And so a lot of times in our lives, you know, we we have these aspirations, these dreams of man. I wish I was a superhero, or I wish I was this, or and and, and we feel ourselves so drawn to them. But the fact is, like, we have to be willing to put in the work, and and that's where, unfortunately, for a lot of people, I think is where the drop off point is. Right? That there's that that hidden um, hole in the road that people don't see. That that rut or that pothole in the road that sends us off course is is well yeah i want to love god but like that should just be easy i'll just say i love god and that's it but no like there's a lot more involved in that that we've talked about here and there and so when we falter when we stumble when we fall when we when we lose the fight right when we don't make the team Mm -hmm. when we like we say well i'm just i'm giving up that's it and but we have so many saints out there that tell us differently saint bernard you know says a saint is not someone who never sins but one who sins less and less frequently and gets up more and more quickly. Like, 
on the, along the line with the Rocky movies. I mean, what are those movies about? Getting up off the mat. I mean, how many times in that first movie with Apollo Creed did did he hit the mat? Like, I don't know, eight or ten times? I, I guess they didn't have TKOs back then. I don't know. Well, that, and, and I th- he always forgot to block his face. Yeah, it's like, yeah. for some reason, like, he just let his <laughs> his face get pummeled all the time. Right. I don't know. You know, and, and, and sometimes we do that <laughs> we to do. ourselves in yeah. life, right? We pummel yeah. ourselves. But, but, I mean, he, the whole point is, like, that, when I saw that quote, I was like, man, you know, the, these these connections between these things that we feel drawn to as men, these inspirational stories and all these things are or are just something that we that that is calling us into what God has made us to be, which is better than a lot of us are. Now I'm not saying everybody out there has so much work to do. God knows there's people that are that are, you know, already on their path to, to holiness and they they've got their stuff in check and, you know, they're they're doing the best they can and they're giving their, you know, their best foot forward every mm-hmm. day. Uh but even they, they still need to work. I don't think there's a saint ever that would have said, I've made it. You know, even when they got to the pearly gates, I don't know that they would have said, I made it, you know, yeah. um, because it was always based on the strength of God and what God has done in their life and not on their own merits. But, you know, I could I continue to find these things. Like, I, you know, there's one of the songs in Rocky Four. I think. It's the one with Dolph Lundgren. And um, he had a little different music and he had he had Survivor in there. Right and uh, is and that it was, one of your favorite songs? It, it, well, repeat? Jimmy Jameson was from Memphis, right? Yeah. So you got to got to represent. But no, what he what he said in the song, and I've heard it a million times. It's something I was always drawn to as a younger man. I used to like always key in on that line when the song came on. And he said, "In the Warriors Code, there's no surrender. Though his body says stop, his spirit cries never. Deep in our souls is a quiet ember, and it knows that it's you against you. It's the paradox that drives us all." And that may seem cheesy to some, and people may be going like, man, quit talking about Rocky movies and talk about Jesus or whatever. But the fact is, like, there's truth in that statement, that it is us against us. And in so much of our lives, the call to sainthood is denying the other side of ourselves, denying the easy road, denying the hard pass. And, and there is something within us that, that is calling us, like this, that our spirit cries out to, to be better than we are. You know, to not simply just to give up or to, um, or to just throw in the towel. Another reference there, but like, but to really just say, you know what, I'm not going to give up, and I'm. It's going to be hard, and and there are no promises that this life's going to be easy, and no one's saying that I'll never not fall to pornography again, or, or you know, may not live a Christian virtuous life every day. Um, those those things are out there, but it's that choice to say. No, like I can be the better person. I can move on in my life and be the man that God's called me to be. And and so when I read that, like there's another quote, and this is from Pope Benedict that, that kind of mirrored the words of that of the that song, that quote I just said. He said, What saint has ever won his crown without first con- excuse me, that's Saint Jerome. What saint has ever won his crown without first contending for it? You know, it's something we have to fight for. And I think that's something that we long for as men. Like I think somewhere inside of us, we know that we're not fighting. There's a lot of times in our lives where we know we're not putting up a good fight, where we have succumbed to to what's easier, right? To just open four or five beers in a night and forget about it, or or just to say I'll I'll, I'll deal with that later in my life instead of picking up our cross, as Christ says, and walk with it right. to, to towards that holiness and that virtue. Yeah, the life of complacency is is not a place to be. Yeah, and it. The devil loves to trap us there. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. He knows that once he gets us in that position, it's very, very hard to get out of. It's just like having to go to a gym. Like everybody you know, starts at the beginning of the year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this year, I get in shape. And, 
you know, I, I would love to see the, the statistics every year in like February of gyms across the country to see oh, new yeah. memberships, cancellations, like from beginning of year to end or to the middle of February, because it's got to be massive mm-hmm. because that's the way we are as human beings. But we have to train ourselves. We have to we have to understand that this this heroic virtue that we're called to that we see in these movies and and, you know, the things that 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 we're so drawn to as men from a young age, comic books and superheroes and and all of these things that these movies that we've seen so many times that we continually watch are a call to something else. When you, that, yeah, go ahead. Go, but you're talking, it just kind of, uh, again, story time for me. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I remember reading a book about St. Thomas Aquinas. It better Aquinas. be about Rocky. It, I'm just well, go ahead. It's not. It's old school. <laughs> but St. Thomas Aquinas said, you know, the difference between, like, you know, the interior and the, and the exterior development of sanctification to Christ, you know, to, to the Holy Spirit, is that it's like, like a man's in a boat, you know, and the, and the trust the sail to be pushed by the Holy Spirit. But then there's a time where the Holy Spirit is always there, but it's like, okay, it's your turn. And then that's, when, you know, even though we're in a boat, we still have the opportunity to row, meaning mm-hmm. heroic virtue to get up and row in that right direction to where God, you know, Holy Spirit's pushing us. And then the wind, the Holy Spirit comes back and pushes the sail again because he said, you're, you know, thank you for continuing to go in the right direction. But like you said, it's the development of heroic virtue. Mm-hmm. You know, we... We were led, but we have to work ourselves to get there. Right. You know, I mean, not that sense of works, but I'm saying to develop ourselves in a sense of spiritualness. Well, and you can't you can't skip the steps, right? This no. isn't you know, don't pass go and don't collect two hundred dollars. I mean, this is this is gonna. It takes work in our life. It takes that spiritual training every day. And and you know, a lot of times, as we've said before, you think that like I hope I get a deathbed, right? So I can just live the life I want to, and then and then make up for it with an I'm sorry or yeah, we, I call yeah. a priest over and. And be absolved like two seconds before I right. We call that sliding home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the chances that happening are very slim. And 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 that's what's so funny. Like you watch a movie, for instance, one of the other ones that I that was on the other night. I was watching it by myself. I wouldn't have let my kids watch this, but it was Braveheart. You know. I thought it was you know ponies. No, no. (laughs) I don't know. We don't watch that kind of stuff at our house, Victor. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But. but no, like this, the, this last scene of Braveheart, right? Like mm-hmm. you see this guy sitting there and screaming, freedom, you know, and he's getting his guts pulled out of him. And, and you find yourself going like, you know, wow, like to live like that, like to be that heroic and yeah. to be that. But literally it's like, who wants to have their guts pulled out? Like nobody, like nobody wants to be in that situation. But yet we still feel ourselves, I know I have, desiring to have that sort of moment in my life. Like where I'm the guy screaming, like I'm not gonna fall, or I'm not gonna give in to to the things that I shouldn't, or I'm gonna live this way, and and it's just it's crazy. Like I think about it so often about how closely tied that is to the call of Christ, to where He says, like, yes, yes, that's it. Be heroic, you know, lay down your life for your friends, pick up your cross, do the stuff that isn't easy, live the life that I've lived, emulate me, the greatest hero that ever lived. Yes, but it takes work. And it's going to be hard. And nobody's promising you any different than that. You know, you're going to be hated. He says that multiple times. They will hate you because they hated me. And, you know, a lot of us go, yeah, I'm not good with that hating part. I want everybody to like me. Yeah. You know, I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want to, you know, be politically incorrect. I don't want to tip the apple cart. But that's exactly what we're called to do as Christians is to is to be different in this world. And, and most of the times in these movies, the, the hero is different. Right? Like the 
the superhero. You know, Batman's a guy that won't use a gun, right? And and, and he he doesn't give in to the darkness. He he's a guy out there that's that's fighting these superheroes. That he's just a man, and he's fighting these guys that could throw him off of a planet. You know, and and yet he goes out and he fights because he knows. You know what? I may I may not have things in my life. It may be hard, but you know what? There's a greater call, and that's what I'm called to. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get into that fight. And right now in the world, we have a lot of men that aren't getting into the fight, that are sitting at home, you know, or, or sitting wherever they are, just saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to check the box today, or I'm going to send in, you know, uh, for a sick day. I don't feel like living this in my life. But if you look around the world right now, especially where we've been in the last few weeks, like we need heroes, we need saints, and we need to understand that, that these two things are so closely tied together, right? And that, that we're... <laughs> That being a hero doesn't mean that I've got to go out and run into a burning building to save somebody, or I've got to go take, you know, like I said from Braveheart, have my insides pulled out, or I've got to go get punched in the face repeatedly again and again and again and come out on top. Like, no, what it means is just like I can be heroic in by spending time with my son and choosing him over something else, you know, by saying, you know what, I've got to get things done, but they're not more important than you. Right, and and in this moment, I choose you because guess what? To you, to you, that may not seem heroic. That may seem like, well, man, I'm not doing my job, and I'm letting my responsibilities slide, and all of this. But to your son, look at through the eyes of a son. That might be the most heroic thing you've done for him in the in the longest time. It could be letting your girls paint your toenails and making a memory that they'll they'll never forget in their life. Yes, I know, Deacon Jeff, you've got lots of girls, and that's probably happened in your life. <laughs> it has happened in mine. I'll admit it. I, it. I didn't know why, and I woke up one day in a nap, and I had blue and pink po- uh, uh, toenails. But no, like it's just maybe that's a memory in their life that that's a heroic moment for them. Like for your wife, like checking off all that that never-ending list of things to do that you're gonna get to sometime, and next thing you know, it's 20 years later, and not a one of them's been touched. Like choosing to do those things over your own stuff, like that's heroic. And those are the things that that build up virtue in our life and lead us towards holiness. Those things that help us choose the greater good of others and and to put ours to the side and our wants and our needs and what we might feel is important in our life and call us to live for something other than ourselves to that higher calling, that calling of the hero, and which eventually winds up being that call to sainthood that I hope everyone listening on this podcast is able to achieve in their life. It's just is is answering the call to what Jesus Christ desired us right. to be and what God created us to be. And that's helping the most vulnerable people, you know. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, Christ called us to take care of the poor and the widowed and the orphans and that's the sense of the hero that mm-hmm. we are you know and uh, protecting right. it and it's when we do those things that like we find our own joy and our own sanctity you yeah. know like that's that's in in, in pope benedict the 16th says that he says what saint or excuse me he says each of you has a personal vocation which he has given you for your own joy and sanctity when a person is conquered by the fire of his gaze meaning god's gaze no sacrifice seems too great to follow him god and give him god the best of ourselves this is what the saints have always done, spreading the light of the Lord and transforming the world into a welcoming home for everyone. That's the call of each and every one of us. And, and there again, he says, no sacrifice seems too great. And that's the mindset that we have to have as Christians is that what God is what Jesus calls us. It's a, one of the main messages of the gospel is to put others before yourself and to, and to uh, deny yourself, to get to the back of the line and let others go first. All of these things that are in the gospel, it's this call. And, and, and yet, 
we feel so attracted to it by 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 name and by by seeing it done by other people but we've got to we've got to flip that into i want to live it in my life not just i want to be a spectator and i want to watch other people live it or i want to be inspired by others actions but take that inspiration of others and then do something with it you know get up off the couch get out of the wherever you are in your life and go and live this life that god's called us to so you know it's a daunting task and it's a hard one, but I'm telling you, you will never feel more fulfilled and more joyful and more happy than when you're living that life and that call to sainthood. Like I want to do everything in my life now so that I wind up in heaven with my wife and my children because they're saints. Like Angela's a saint. She's got it made. Like <laughs> I think she's got a few chances to slip up and she'd still be all right. But, but like, I just, I want to make it there. And that should be the goal of all of us is to get to heaven. And the only way we're going to do that is by being a hero and by being a saint. So, you know, like I said, this might have been a little quirky for some folks. I've been watching a lot of these old movies with my kids and just realizing my own um, attraction to this this virtue and to this right. hero thing and realizing it's not the attraction to that. It's not the attac- attraction to the Rocky music or any of that other stuff. It's the attraction to the call that God has put on all Although of Although you arts. do like Eye of the Tiger. I do like yeah, Eye of the Tiger. Right. I will play it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, I just want to say again here at the end of the show, you know, we've got the Eucharistic Conference coming up this weekend. Uh, you can go to virtualcatholicconference.com slash Eucharist2020, and you can get a premium pass there that'll give you access to all the MP3s um, that you can download and, 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 and listen to when you're cutting the grass or working out or whatever. You've got access to live booths like Jonathan Rumi uh, from The Chosen is going to be doing. Uh, there's going to be talks from people like Father Larry Richards and Father Sean Kilcally, Deacon Jeff, myself, Matt Frad, lots of people, um, and it's going to be a great, great opportunity. So. Go there, register for free. It's going to be free Friday through Sunday. If you feel like you got some a lot going on this weekend, then go ahead and grab that pass, and you'll have access to it for the rest of the time. I think it's discounted now for like 39 bucks, And uh, it goes to help uh, the ministry of Virtual Catholic Conference and, more importantly, to uh, the presenters who are still struggling to make ends meet in these times where you know things have been canceled. So... Uh, and hey, we've been talking about heroic virtue. That's something you can do right there. You can you can you can contribute to others and and help these guys that have given their life to bring so many people to to Christ. So uh, just keep that in mind. And as we close here at the end of the show, just like I know it's hard and it's hard to choose the the greater good sometimes. And you just want to give up and you want to throw your hands up and say I can't do this. This is a call for someone else. But it's not. You always have to remember that God gives us the strength to do these things, and he would never ask anything of us that wasn't possible with his grace and love and mercy. Amen. So let's take it to prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, oftentimes we find ourselves so drawn into the hero's journey. It's like we know at our core that we were made to be better than we are. Help us to realize that while choosing virtue and holiness may be difficult, it will lead us to sainthood. And Father, when things get hard, Remind us that those are the times when the path to sainthood is truly forged. In the name of the Father, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.